0: hello dog
1: the day has come hello karen
0: we are at the very last very 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 last episode of melrose plays
1: the final finale the final finale (laughs) episode 35 best title i think maybe they've ever done asses to ashes (laughs) Here we are. After seven seasons and six years of podcasting, uh, the block must come to an almost end because we're going to do an addendum in a couple of weeks. But uh, this is the final episode recap of Melrose we will ever do.
0: Okay. I want to be sad just because this seems like one of those occasions to be sad. But I'm just so grateful
1: To be done. I was I was gonna say something very similar. Like there isn't an ounce of bittersweet here. It's just I want it to be done. But the thing is, we we picked that up from the show because I don't think there was anything bittersweet to the people putting season seven of Melrose together. I think they were just showing up, phoning it in, taking the money and and going home. Like they weren't no one, writer's room, directorially, any of our actors were giving their all here. And it showed, you felt it, we felt it. And that's why it's like, we will miss the show at its height. We will celebrate the show at its height in our next podcast. But this episode and this season as a whole was, you know, one, one big pile of half ass, half asses to half ashes, I guess, you know?
0: (laughs) Okay. Here's the other thing. I felt like they did this finale all sorts of wrong.
1: I would agree with that. First of all, I, let me say I was wrong because I kept saying and thinking this was a two-hour finale, thinking all their finales are always two hours, and that's how I remembered it. Um, no, it was one hour. And on top of it, we'll go into all the ways you think it was done wrong. It was also both haphazard and rushed Oh, because yes. whatever they wanted to like tie up with a bow or or get to – they just raced through so sloppily and cavalierly to it, get there, like, felt, which is another reason why there's no, like, catharsis for anything.
0: It felt super Looney Tunes.
1: Yeah, like, it really did.
0: Like, in a, in that sort of, like, speed through way, right? Like, I, yeah. I mean, it was Looney Tunes in other ways, but it did have that sort of, like woohoo, like, I don't know how to describe it. But yeah, like there there was that rushed quality and that sort of like, we're just zooming through this. We're zooming through
1: it. It was, yeah, it was almost like they jammed in a kind of like senioritis, beach week, like all night grad party, kind of like, who gives a shit? Let's just throw all caution to the wind sort of thing. It's like, mom and dad aren't here to tell us this is how you tell a story or tie up a loose end. So we're just going to do whatever we want.
0: Well, and there were also like loose ends that they were tying up in ways that made no sense. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll get into it, but mm. I, 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 think like for one, the whole Jane and Kyle thing, like there was yes, no reason. Yes, I for have that.
1: okay, but I have thoughts on that.
0: Okay, all right. Um, I don't know, and, and then and and they did they did Amanda dirty.
1: Oh yeah, like two hundred percent because they, they like dirty. almost doubly do her dirty. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did her dirty.
0: Um. So yeah, I I didn't think that the, I, it just wasn't any good.
1: Yeah, yeah. This wasn't a sense of like a grand finale that like allows you to really sit back and celebrate the show that has been coming building up to it as much as it's like, uh, all right, get her done.
0: Yeah, like Let's I al- I almost wish that they had just done like the highlights reel for the fa- for the right, you, right. you know what I mean? Like like that's that would have been better. Like just Peter and Amanda sitting by a fireplace with a bottle of champagne, just going "Remember when?"
1: Mm-hmm. and then yeah. cue
0: the and then the next and cue the next, and then they live happily ever after. But we didn't get that.
1: No, we got a piece of that, but not really. Not really. No. <laughs> um, okay, so let's dive in. We we had a cliffhanger that like no one gave a shit about. So we pick up from there, which is fine. Cause pretty soon this episode stops caring about all of these cast members. Um, Sarah had stolen or uh, aunt Terry had stolen. Ryan's daughter, Sarah had crashed into a telephone pole and Ryan was in the same situation. He was in all those years ago with his wife. So Ryan is trying to get Sarah out of the car. Terry is saying like, get her out. And Ryan is trying to get her out. He smashes the window so he can get in and grab her. Uh, as Kyle drives up with Megan, um, and Kyle helps Ryan get Sarah out, um, and then they're able to get Terry out. And with all of them just like a little bit away from the car, there's a baby explosion. Luckily this time everyone is safe, but it's like, you know, a very contained explosion that's enough to blow up the car and not affect the five cast members that are standing like seven feet away from the whole thing. Um so in case you were worried, and I know none of you were, everyone emerged unscathed from this.
0: We're all good.
1: And I think we will see Ryan and Megan like one more time for the rest of the series.
0: Yeah, I was going to say they got they they were just like later, like after that, it was like you just didn't see them anymore.
1: Yeah, there are a couple people in small things I will I have questions about that I'll I'll get to at the end. But they're really like who gives a shit questions. Right. Um and so before we go to the last credits we will ever have, uh, Peter is talking to Amanda, and he apologizes because he has brought up the whole Eve thing, um, asking if she actually was more involved in Kent Demar's death. And Amanda looks like she has something to say, and then she finally says it's all true that she did kill Kent. Um, her version of the story is a little different than... What Eve's memory showed, but it's basically Amanda realized she had left her bracelet at the scene, came back to get it. Um, it was in Kent's hand, and she thought he was dead, but when she reached down, he grabbed her and was gonna choke her. And so that's why she hit him, but she did it to get him off her, but one like one hit with the big ass rock she had was like enough to actually kill him.
0: Okay. Um, this made no sense
1: uh, correct, okay yes
0: okay Okay. because with eve's recollection which was amanda was having consensual sex with her boyfriend in the car yeah that's
1: the thing it's still incomplete there's still there's still a gap between what eve thinks is real and what we've been told and what amanda has now confessed to so there's still a question
0: right like if this was consensual why did she kill him right like, why would, why does she need to smash a rock on his head? Like, why does I, she and even, do
1: that? And even then, why would his first instinct be to choke her?
0: Right. Exactly. So, so th- that, that thing was just a fucking disaster.
1: It's sort of a wanting to have their cake and eat it too. But it's also just for the convenience of this final storyline thread where it's like, we want Amanda to be guilty of something really bad, but we don't really want her to be a murderer. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Because either way, she knowingly lied and put Eve behind bars for the 15 years, which is bad enough. Right. Like you could have already, you know, if it was, if it was the, the story they told us midway through the season about Eve shoving him off the thing was turned out to be different in that Amanda was the one who actually shoved him off the thing. And it wasn't something that either of them realized until later on or something that Amanda knew but kept from Eve until Eve kind of had a, a memory that was clearer about it would okay. make more sense. Right. Right. Because then it's like, okay, well Amanda is still more responsible than she admitted, but it was also still in self defense, so there's more of a gray line. So now we don't know was Amanda cheating with Kent or not? Like they want they want Amanda to have this secret that she should own up to. Right. But the they can't decide how much how bad the secret is because how much should amanda have to really pay right and whereas we're gonna get to the thing that's going on with peter that both peter and amanda now need to run away from but at least with peter it's all the evidence points to him but he really didn't do anything wrong but he's just got to get out of the situation with amanda it's still unclear what her situation and what her culpability is and like if you want to lean into it like Go all the way into it and say, after seven years, it turns out, yes, Amanda wasn't just a bitch, but she was a cold-blooded killer in her youth. Fine. Then then own that. But that's not what's happening here. And, of course, Eve is so off her rocker that, like, nothing she says is reliable either.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know how we got to, like, whatever happened to baby Jane with her. Like, I...
1: <laughs> I mean, real quickly. That's how we got there. <laughs> But I, I mean, appreciate like, that. I will say I appreciate that.
0: I mean, like, we went through... I mean, whew! Anyway.
1: Yeah. So, speaking of Eve, let's head on over to Eve's apartment <laughs> where Lexi has come to bring Eve in. Eve is going to tell the cops everything she knows about Amanda. So... And Lexi is, like, foaming at the mouth. She's like, because this will be enough to put Amanda away for life. Um, and... And so she... Lexi's like, asking where Eve is. Um, And then... Eve hits Lexi over the head with like a pepper shaker and knocks her out. So Eve is truly psychotic at this point and um and now Lexi is in peril. So beginning of the episode, the finale, the question is how psycho is Eve and how much is everyone else in danger. Right. Again, shades of Kimberly season 3 without the fun, without the interest and without the proper build up.
0: Yeah. And also, <laughs> uh, what's her name? Rena Sofer? Yeah. She ain't no Marsha Cross.
1: She's not. Now, I I kind of don't blame her for a lot of how she's played Eve, because that character has been written a thousand different ways and written into a corner. There's not really like, there's not really a way to play this character and impress people. <laughs> But no, Marsha Cross really found a way to make Kimberly have pathos and be operatic and play all the small notes and the high notes. And and Rena Sofer doesn't know how to do that. But Rena Sofer doesn't really have the benefit of a long term storyline getting there to help her. But she's not great.
0: No, she's not. And I. I but I you know what? She's better than,
1: but she's better than Lexi. I'll say that.
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yes she is yes she is and that's another place i feel cheated but anyway go ahead
1: um yeah we'll get there but first let's at least get through the opening credits so okay
0: god we haven't gotten there yet
1: we come back and now michael comes to lexi's apartment looking for her and Eve is there and she's like feeding Lexi's fish and saying, uh, yeah, Lexi said she had to go out of town for a while to meet with like a client. So Eve is, you know, just looking after the apartment while she's away. Um, and Michael like immediately starts thinking it's a little weird, especially because Eve is weird and Lexi and Eve have never been close. Um, but, but Michael is mostly upset that Lexi is still trying to get Peter <laughs> and <that laughs> after all this, like she still wants Peter and, and then Eve lies. And she says that like um, nothing that she said was true. That memory was false. So Lexi's not going to the cops and it was just weird stuff in her head. And that she actually told that Lexi actually told Eve that she was in love with Michael Um. So then Eve goes to her apartment, shuts the blinds, and we see that Lexi is bound and gagged in her underwear in Eve's bathtub. Um, And usually I kind of root against the psycho, the villain, the one who may cause bodily harm. Um, But in this case, I'm like, Lexi, you deserve this. Like, Lexi, you created this, so you should suffer. Now, um, I can't
0: remember, when she knocked Lexi out, was Lexi in her underwear? Like, why is Lexi in her underwear?
1: No, I think we have to just imagine this is what Lexi wears every day. I think she took her clothes off um, for uh, an upcoming scene. I think Eve took Lexi's clothes off after she was bound and gagged because she's going to use it as a disguise in a scene to come. Oh, 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 oh okay. Because
0: that had me baffled. Because I, I was just like, wait. Yeah,
1: what? it's not just she takes her clothes off because then even if, like, Lexi unbinds herself, then she won't run away because that's exactly what she's going to do and that's yeah. what <laughs> anyone would do.
0: I know, I- yeah yeah
1: guys are you still with us (laughs) bear with us i know i know what can we say people get paid to write this
0: i watched it and i don't understand what was going on half the time
1: it is true
0: yeah and and i i don't know i mean yeah how did you okay keep going i
1: can't well okay but the next thing is this is basically the show is taking a page out of uh four years earlier the season three finale instead of Kimberly having Sid tied up in the laundry room, telling her what she's going to do, we have psycho Eve telling Lexi, who's tied up in her bathroom, what she's going to do, which is kill Amanda and Peter. It's the same concept, just executed not as well, um, with less interesting people in danger, quite frankly. Um, So we're at the hospital, and they've checked everyone out uh, from the Aunt Terry shit.
0: At no time have have I wished more for Kimberly to show up and blow up the building. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that really should have been how they went out.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so they've sex. They've checked little Sarah out, and she's okay. And um, uh, now Terry is all tears, and she says that she admits that when. Callie, before she died in the explosion, told Ryan to raise Sarah. As she or to save Sarah. She said what she really meant was she wanted you to raise her, and it shouldn't have been me. It should have been you. And she apologizes. And this is like kind of it, not just for like that storyline, but almost entirely for Ryan and Megan as a whole on this series. Yeah. Um, so it's like, that's nice that you gave them something to do so they could collect their per-episode paycheck, I guess.
0: Yeah, that whole storyline went wah-wah. Yeah. You know, it really did.
1: Um, so Jane comes to the hospital because, you know, they left her behind because the wedding was at her house, and I guess she had to lock the door and stuff. So she meets him at the hospital and is glad Kyle is okay, but she says she has to tell him something. Um, but before she can, he says, are we rushing things like why don't we just travel the world and do all this fun stuff before we settle down and then she's like well actually i'm pregnant and, but he's happy and he's, like, great. he's happy he's <laughs> he like oh happy. great and she's like but you just said that you wanted excitement and to travel the world he's like no all i wanted was to have a kid with you and this is what i've always wanted which is you know <laughs> it's a lot easier than it was with him and amanda all that time um <laughs> which is great so Bless you. Did you? Are you sneezing? Oh, or Are sneezing. you passing judgment? Oh, no, I'm not. No, You're allergic sneezing. to these storylines.
0: Yeah, this time I'm sneezing.
1: Um. So here's my thing about this story. I mean, it's it's lame and there's very little to it. Um. I forgot that, and it shouldn't really matter because it's the end of the series anyway. But Josie Bassett is pregnant in these episodes in real life.
0: Oh, is she? I didn't know that. So. Yeah, I actually, did a really good time hiding it.
1: Yeah, I think, I think, so this episode airs in May of 99, and I want to say, like, in July of 99 is when she and Rob Estes have their first of two kids together. This is probably filmed then in, like, February or March, so she's probably actually, like, four or five months pregnant. Okay. In, so if I go, if we rewind... The reason Josie Bissett left the show two or so years earlier is because she had had a miscarriage, maybe more than one. I I know that there was a miscarriage, and that's why she said she left the show. So if she and Rob Estes were trying, and having had that happen, maybe she was like, I'll do the show, I'll see the season through, but don't give me too much to play. That may Mm -hmm. be why they ended up giving Jane so little to do, especially towards the end of, of the final season. Right, right. But so in real life, Rob, Rob Estes and Josie Bassett are married and pregnant. And on the show, Jane and Kyle are going to end up together and are having a baby. Now, we'll find out a bit more about that in a second. But so it, it's that nice art imitating life thing. Um so then, while we're still at the hospital, uh, Dr. Stolman, who we thought had calmed down, apparently has not calmed down. She is uh, on Michael's everybody. embezzlement <laughs> of the Children's Fund, which is like the best callback that this show has done in a long time to remember uh, a storyline from episodes back and bring it up again. Cool. Um Not so cool for Peter, because the evidence is on Peter's hard drive and there's an investigation.
0: But here's my question, because, yes, it was a very good callback. However, I feel like didn't they wrap the storyline up because didn't Peter replace the money that Michael stole himself?
1: Yeah, Peter resolved it in a way that didn't really make sense to me. But I think it was basically like he paid it all. He put all the money back.
0: Right. And so that's why I don't understand how he can get in trouble for embezzlement.
1: Well, if they can look through the records and see that money had been taken out and then later on the money had been put back in. And if it looks like Peter is the one who did that, I don't like because then couldn't you see that Michael was the one who absconded with it in the first place? I don't know. I think if you look at it too closely, you will see all of the flaws here.
0: If you look at it too closely, your head will explode.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's from, from boredom, Max.
1: as yeah. well as from bafflement.
0: <laughs> um,
1: but so now Peter is in the middle, Millionaire Peter is in the middle of this investigation. Uh, they've confiscated his computer. And then Eve arrives Um to say that she is dropping her charges and is over Peter. And she's got this baby Jane makeup thing going on. And she's been put putting all this lipstick on. She plants a big red kiss on on Peter's cheek. So, so Peter is about don't, to find himself in a whole world of danger.
0: Don't believe her, Peter. Don't believe her.
1: Um, and also, then we go back to Jane, who has made an appointment and finds out that she is two and a half months pregnant. Which puzzles her. Yes. It will puzzle me when we get back to this uh, a couple scenes from now. Okay. Um, so then we're at Kyle's um, for Megan and Ryan's wedding reception. Remember they said they were going to do the ceremony and they weren't going to invite all these people, but at the reception, they'd invited Amanda and Peter. So everyone is here who's still on the show. I think. Well- Everyone who's not tied up in a bathtub. So Lexi's not there. But Eve is there, and Eve Peter there. and Amanda are there. <laughs> um and Eve approaches Amanda and Peter to reinforce that all that she had been saying were like harmless dreams. And she asks Amanda to forgive her, which is rich. Um she walks away and Amanda and Peter both say that neither of them feels particularly reassured. And then um Kyle announces, um, Kyle's like giving a toast, but he also announces that he and Jane are expecting, he's excited about the baby. Um, And Amanda says that it's perfect closure, she's happy for him, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, Jane, Jane runs off to the bathroom, and Megan sees her go, so she follows her in, and Jane tells her that the baby must be Michael's. So, okay, do you remember a couple episodes ago? This is like the most time warpiest yet of the Melrose time warp. Do you remember when Terry was like really gunning for Ryan and she asked Jane how long Ryan and Megan had been together? And Megan's like, yeah, a year and a half or so, even though it had been like two months. Yeah. Um. So now Jane means within the last two and a half months, Jane has been with Michael. Meaning like, the last time Jane and Michael were together was sometime after like they divorced or an older marriage, whatever they did. But, but then that should be months and months and months ago. Right,
0: right. But presumably yeah, no, again, Jane has not timeline. been with
1: Kyle for weeks yeah. and weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. Right. Again,
0: the timeline. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, and it, like it doesn't really matter because this is all going to be resolved very n- nicely anyway. But it's also crazy because. So Jane thinks she's carrying Michael's baby. She's like, I have to leave town. She goes, I'm going to move away. I'm leaving the next day. Megan, thank you for being a friend. This will have to be our secret. I'm going to go. Bye. But, <laughs> and I'm not even sure how there was time for all this to happen. Amanda has actually been in the bathroom and in her stall, she has overheard this whole conversation. Um. Oh God. So the next day. She goes to Kyle's construction site and she tells Kyle everything. She's like, Jane is leaving. And if you hurry, you can catch her. Um, And she's like, Jane is pregnant and she can give you your dream. You should deserve this, whatever. Um, So live in that suspense for a little minute. (laughs) Meanwhile, Peter comes into his office and Dr. Shulman is there with these like police officers. Um, They say they're turning their findings over to the DA that afternoon. Um, and he's like, do I need to get a lawyer? She's like, do it soon. And she taunts him. She goes, live like a rat, die like a rat. She's like, all right, Dr. Shulman, but you're also trash. So shut up. Yeah. Um, and weren't you happy with Dr. Visconti the last time we saw you? What's happening there? Um so Kyle like runs to the beach house and sees Jane, and she's on her way out, and, and Kyle tries to stop her, and she's like, I left you a letter. It's all there in the letter. Goodbye. And he's like, we can raise the baby as their own. Michael will never know. It's that simple. And she's like, really? And he's like, yeah, this will be our baby. And she's like, Okay. And that's pretty much and that's their storyline. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's all of these unknown, like little Michael Mancini's running around the country uh, 25 years later. You know, <laughs> Taylor ran away with the baby. And um, now Jane and Kyle are going to raise that kid in plain sight. and Michael will never be the wiser. Although if Jane could do the math... Potentially, Michael could, but I guess he'll live in a state of blissful ignorance.
0: Okay, so um, when Jane got that pregnancy test, I immediately thought, oh, my God, it's the guy she rolled around in the paint with.
1: Oh, yeah, that would have made more sense and been more timely. But, you know, I guess that wouldn't give them a clean storyline to wrap things up with.
0: Well, you know what a clean storyline to wrap things up would have been? It's Kyle's baby.
1: Yeah, where it's just to worry about the math. Yeah. And isn't this sweet? Yeah.
0: Like this was so unnecessary that
1: especially because we have 42 minutes or whatever of screen time for like the final episode, you could use another scene or two for all of the other like dot connecting you're trying to do to get us to the end. We yeah. don't need you to go to a commercial and be like, Oh, will Jane leave town like a psychopath because she's pregnant with Michael's baby. Like it could no. just be, and Kyle says we're having a baby and they're having the baby and everyone is happy for them. And that's their happy ending.
0: Yeah, like, and and because the episode felt so rushed, like we're just zooming to the end, guys. Right? Would would it have killed them to drop this and just, yay, yeah. we're having a baby? Yeah. Like, then they could have had an extra scene to exactly. not maybe not be so. Although it still would have been a disaster. But it, it just th- there, there was there is so much of no reason for this. Um, yeah, that that it is just so
1: frustrating yeah it's uh, yeah it's entirely fruitless Yes, at the very least yeah um but speaking of michael he goes to lexi's place to see her and she's standing not facing him kind of seductively and it's very clearly not lexi it's clearly someone in a wig it's clearly Eve um and then she finally attacks michael she hits him over the head with a statuette
0: a lot of a lot of a lot of people getting hit over the head in this episode.
1: Yeah. Again, shades of season three when Kimberly hit Michael over the head and tied him up with Sid or whatever. <laughs> um So Peter and Amanda are dancing together in a restaurant that isn't Kyle's. I forget what it's called. I saw it had a different name. Um, And they've made a decision. So Peter is now in this quandary that he's really done nothing to fight or make people realize that he was not the one who embezzled this money. Um, And and Amanda is like, well, the truth is kind of out there now that uh, I'm guiltier than I admitted. So. May, they start talking about maybe they should run out of town. He's like, look, well, how did you feel today at that wedding? She goes, like, I was, everyone was a stranger to me. He goes, well, we could be strangers anywhere. So they're on their way out when they nearly get pummeled by a speeding car. And it's Lexi's car. So it's Eve driving Lexi's car, trying to have killed them. This was like her big plan, I guess, to have killed Peter and Amanda in a hit and run and pinned it on Lexi
0: didn't Lexi Which, already have a hit and run pinned on her didn't she she do did she did
1: well she did it she did she, it yeah. uh, it was never pinned on her because but she hit the homeless guy
0: the homeless she yes. was drunk
1: driving and peter was in the car with
0: yeah. her. yeah and then he and then she like took they they took him home and then the
1: remember, homeless yeah. guy was trying to fleece her and then they like yes. actually like bait, did a bait and switch and like made it so that she was never um like turned in but also this is what kimberly did end of season two when she hit michael and jane's car to frame jane and then eventually turned it into framing sydney right
0: right right right. god
1: so good job guys um <laughs> not the same And but the funny thing about this scene to me is actually there's one witness however late at night it is there's one witness and i think it's nancy odell from access hollywood Oh my
0: God. I was wondering why she looked familiar
1: <laughs> with shorter hair than I remember her from all these uh, subsequent years. But yeah. And she's like, are you okay? I think she even says she might've gotten the license plate number. I don't know, but that's all we see of her. Right. Um, so then we go to Eve's apartment. Lexi and Michael are able to untie themselves in Eve's bathroom. Technically, I think Lexi is the one who's able to do it first. Um, she And then she unties Michael. So this is when they get out of the apartment. Eve is not there because she's busy trying to run. Amanda and Peter over unsuccessfully Lexi goes into Her apartment In her underwear um, And Michael while they're doing this like Gets in some final episode history Talking about how like loony this place is And how it started with Kimberly And then it's one of like My two favorite moments of the episode um, Lexi is about to call the police When the police come to her door As she's calling them for help To arrest her because Amanda and Peter and uh, Nancy O'Dell have called the cops on Lexi. (laughs) So Michael said, that's not true. She was with me. We were captive, whatever. And they don't really buy the story, but they do arrest Michael as well. So they like Michael vows his love to Lexi and Lexi kind of reciprocates. Um, And then we see them in in the station and Amanda sees them come in and Lexi tells them the truth. She says what Eve did. And she also says what Eve said about Amanda, about she says she knows everything about Oakhurst, um, about everything that happened with Eve and Amanda and Kent. And Peter denies all of it, but Amanda says it's the truth. And the cop like, look at her. And they're like, "Are you confessing?" And she's like, "I guess I am." Um, and they show like one judgy female officer, like really staring her down, like, "How could you?"
0: Um, <laughs> they have no idea what really happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, they don't know what any of this context. I mean, is just, I mean, any of these people are.
0: I mean, if I was the cop on duty, I would have been. I would have like stood there and been like, "What the fuck is happening?"
1: Yeah, yeah, it would have been like, "It's not you, it's you." What? <laughs> I would have been like, <laughs> "All of you just go home. There was no crime." Um, I
0: mean, I would not have been judging. I would have been like, "What the hell are you people talking about?"
1: Uh, yeah, but that—that's like every bystander in every episode on this show, really. <laughs> um, and so then we come back, and it's Peter is hiding in the dark in Doctor Visconti's office, um, and Peter says, "Eve tried to kill us." Um, and Dr. Visconti's like, look, I don't know where she is. She ran off. I, I, She hasn't told me anything else. I don't know anything. And Peter gives him a bag of cash and says they need to rent his cabin again for a few days. And he's like, don't give me the money. Don't make me involved in this. Take the keys. I can just lie and say someone broke in. I don't want to be a part of this. Um and Amanda goes for one last visit to Kyle's construction site. Um, she wants to find out what happened with Jane and she's happy that everything is going to work out. And and they're like, we're going to keep this secret and only Amanda will know. I'm like, well, Megan will also know everyone has forgotten about Megan now for the rest of this episode. <laughs> um, uh, but this is really Amanda saying goodbye to Kyle. It's a little bit of fan service that doesn't really warrant it because like, Kyle was a late series edition and yeah, he wore I, out his welcome with the way they did their little merry-go-round of problems from the last two seasons. Yeah. Like we they'd already said goodbye as a couple. Like we don't really need this. Um Yeah,
0: I don't understand why they felt like they had to do fan service with that particular couple.
1: Yeah, it's something, but we don't need it. And it, it's kind of reminiscent of when a man, excuse me, Allison said goodbye to Billy at the yeah. airport two years ago. But that had a lot of history, and they were both like the people that started the show.
0: You know who? So they sh- you know who they should have done sense. fan service with? Was was Michael and Jane? Michael,
1: yeah, that would have made absolutely. more sense. Yeah, that was what I was gonna say. It was like if anyone, we go back to Michael and Jane. But no, Michael and Jane, I don't even think have been in a scene together for the final episode. No,
0: they
1: haven't. They haven't. Um so so whatever. Um <laughs> uh, Amanda does talk about her the like her necklace, um the locket and says she will keep this until he has a daughter and then she will send it from wherever she is as a gift. Um and then we come to Lexi in the swimming pool and Michael comes in and he's like we're going to get married that night because He has brought Dr. Visconti and this patient who he had been like working on. He had the growth removed, right? Um, He's like, this guy will actually officiate us and Dr. Visconti will be our witness. So Michael jumps into the pool to stand next to Lexi. um, And this is going to be their wedding. And then there's like a funny moment where Dr. Visconti's like, let's just do it. And he and the other guy jump in the pool. um, But Lexi can't bring herself to say I do. She's like two or three months from now. I'm just going to end up cheating on you, and we should just end it now, and that's it. And she has like removed herself from from being attached to Michael. Uh, Again, Lexi, who a season and a half ago was furious because she gave Coop everything and he ended up cheating on her with Kimberly, is now like this like wanton go-with-the-wind sex goddess. Uh, So much so that she's even more of a cad than Michael Mancini, the king of all (laughs) cads. So then there's a nice funny moment where Dr. Visconti wades over to Michael to give him a hug and say, I'm sorry. Um, And we go to Peter and Amanda who are in their cabin and they're making plans to flee the country. And, you know, they talk about everything they have survived and all of their past spouses and kind of just further commit to one another. It's a very boring scene. The 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 whole to me Peter and Amanda getting together at the end of the series again um was really anticlimactic. It was really lacking in whatever spark it was supposed to generate. Cuz it could have. They were our like dominant couple in and essentially he was our big male protagonist for the second half of the series run. But to me this is all boring, boring, yeah. boring, boring. <laughs> Um, Okay, so this is my other favorite moment of the finale. Back at Melrose, uh, Dr. Visconti is in Michael's apartment because, you know, they've gotten out of the pool. So Michael's there in a towel and Dr. Visconti is there in a robe. And Dr. Shulman comes in um, because she wants to find out where Peter has fled because he is missing. Um, They know that Peter and Amanda are on the run. And then, like, so Dr. Shulman looks at... this scene she has walked into, and she's like, Dr. Visconti, are you gay? Or she probably calls him Lewis. She goes, are you gay? Um, he's like, no, but, like, the real story is, like, even more bizarre. Um, but she knows that he can't lie, and she knows that he's hiding something. So he apparently tells them, yes, Peter came to me and I gave him the keys to my cabin. So they all go up to the cabin, which is several (laughs) hours away.
0: I love how everybody goes. Like everybody. In (laughs) the dead
1: of night. And they're all staying there with like loaded guns, all of them. And Michael asks if he can just talk to them peacefully for two minutes. Uh, And he starts approaching the cabin. And then boom, big explosion. Cabin goes up in smoke. Big fire. does not look good for Peter and Amanda. And then we're back from commercial and uh, Jane and Kyle are talking about her first ultrasound. And this is when we get a Michael and Jane scene, but the focus is not on Michael and Jane. Michael comes over because he wants to tell them the news about Amanda and Peter in person, which is really like more about Kyle than it is about Jane.
0: But I loved how it was before you see the papers. And he
1: goes, yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: And they're already on the front page.
1: And they're on the front page. (laughs)
0: they don't they don't know that either. And (laughs)
1: it's like, well, apparently they they only went to the back of the house. They only went on like the patio. It didn't bother opening the door to pick up the morning paper yet, so they didn't see it. And it's like the front page story.
0: Yeah, it doesn't work like that. And it's like
1: (laughs) it's like random couple blows up in cabin or something is the headline. It's like their photo. (laughs)
0: <laughs> with their headshot no, which would have happened no, like, like the paper
1: had already gone to print because this had to have been like 3 a.m yeah yeah, yeah. No. no doesn't work like that um and so but 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 it is thoughtful on michael's part it is. so so there's that you know and he lays it on he says they could only be identified in dental records he brings some of amanda's personal effects to kyle um there is no locket in those effects. And Kyle even mentions he's like oh look like it isn't here. Um and then Michael says and the funeral will be the next day, which okay. Um also is is no one going to call Amanda's mom? Like she's still alive and potentially they had made things up, but but no, we don't care about Linda Gray. Um and also, the funeral is the next scene, because this is our last segment ever of the show, and they are literally hurtling through the last six or seven minutes we will ever get of Melrose Place to get to the the end. Um, I believe the funeral is at Jane's Beach House. I mean, it's somewhere on the beach, but it looks like it might be right at Jane's, which was Michael's, which was Kimberly's. Um so, Kyle delivers a eulogy and says that uh, he hopes that Amanda had found happiness with Peter. And I don't know who all these other people that are sitting there as extras are.
0: I don't know. And they, I don't do, know like, they were they past do employees.
1: I don't know who these people are. I don't know why Lexi is there. I guess Lexi has finally matured a bit. Um, and um, yeah, I, Alyssa was like, I hope Guy made it to the funeral. Remember Guy?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, I didn't see him and that was the thing they cut to all these random people like the camera kept cutting to all these and I'm like who are they
1: yeah who yeah oh, who are any of these people, people. who no, are God. all like with one day's notice able to trot out um and and then psycho eve who has been missing shows up um and she's completely in cheer gear dressed like she was in high school with the big lipstick all over um and dr Schulman is also there at this funeral um And Eve gets up and says that they can both rot in hell. And then Lexi, of all people, stands up to defend Peter and like talk against Eve, which I guess is supposed to be a sign of maturity for Lexi. I don't know. We're never going to find out anything else about who she becomes or what's next for her. Maybe she has seen the light and is just going to be a mature person. But she um, stands up against Eve, and then Eve takes Peter's ashes and tosses them onto Lexi, which is actually a crime. and the cops pull her wait, away. Wait,
0: wait, wait. That's legit a crime. A I think it is. On I think
1: it is. I think it's really, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll say next podcast I'll confirm that. But I think okay. it's a crime. Alyssa said it was a crime. Um, and the cops pull Eve away. I'm not even sure what the charge is. I'm not sure if it's for like past indecency or lunacy or this or crashing a funeral or what. I don't know what it is. But Eve is in jail. um and then we get a tag on Michael and it's like kind of gross, but fitting for Michael. He is now the new chief of staff. Cause I guess Peter's will said, if I die, Michael Mancini becomes the new chief of staff at uh, like Wilshire Memorial. So nurse Amy helps him move into his office and he makes on a wish on a penny that she has found. And the next thing we know, some big buxom Swedish blonde walks in and, um, And she's going to like be at his beck and call. And Michael says, uh, my first act is going to be to take a long leave of absence, which I thought, oh, is he not going to be the new chief of staff? But I guess he's just going to shirk his responsibilities and keep the title and get a lot of massages, I guess, is uh, what he's going to do. So seven seasons in and he's no worse for wear and hasn't learned a thing. So great. Good for you, Michael. Love you, Thomas Calabro. (laughs) um but he apparently came into a large sum of money which takes us to well it doesn't because there's still another scene but um we go to the police station and eve is there baby jane up and you know it's the the thing that like i've only ever seen in film and tv where it's like all of these like women of the night in in this one random <laughs> cell and eve is there and she's just psychotic going i've always did relied on the kindness of cheerleaders so there she is eve dubois um,
0: <laughs> that was so stupid <laughs>
1: and that's where we leave eve also the show basically did her dirty from start to finish um and we see jane is on the phone she has found out she is having a girl and Kyle comes in and he just got a package and amanda has sent him her locket um so how did she know that jane was going to have a kid to immediately send this locket the the magical daughter that uh kyle had wanted and that she had wanted for them so he walks out into the patio and he's like looking out to the ocean and thinking about amanda and what this could have meant And then we see Amanda and Peter. They are alive. (laughs) They are in some very remote island, living anonymously, and they have finally been remarried. Um, And they tell us a little bit. They gave Michael a million dollars in hush money to keep the secret and fabricate dental records. And he was a part of the plan with the explosion at Dr. Visconti's. One thing that I have a question about, was Dr. Visconti ever aware of this plan? And did he have insurance? for the, the house that they blew up. I hope
0: up. he had insurance because I think that's why Peter was trying to shove money at him because he was going to blow up the guy's house. It
1: was money to cover what they were going to do. Yeah. So I don't know if, if after the fact they left any money, if after the fact, Dr. Visconti has ever been clued in. I don't know. I do think Mark L. Taylor uh, deserves a lot of um, praise for what he did for like, I guess the last two, two and seasons and change. On the show. But yes, so here we are, and this is our last moment. Um, Amanda and Peter are married. They fake their death to get out of this. Again, it's different because Peter wasn't really guilty of anything, and Amanda really was guilty of something, but they just wanted to make a big escape. I had forgotten what the charges were. I forgot where the end of season seven went, that they felt the need to fake their own deaths and like live in hiding for presumably the rest of their lives. Um, but now that I see it again, I'm like, oh, that was stupid. And I don't really have anything more to say other than that was stupid. It was um, stupid. So, um, so then the last lines of the show are them talking about, well, it's really isolated. There aren't any people. So we're going to have to have lots of kids. And they start talking about what they'll name them. So they, they go, mm. Peter's like, how about maybe Billy and Allison, Jake and Michael, maybe Jane and Kyle. And there's this cute thing where Amanda goes anyone but Kimberly and they basically walk into the sunset which means that again Sid gets the shaft because they don't even mention her
0: they didn't they didn't mention her because I thought maybe I just missed it but they didn't mention her
1: and they don't mention Matt no and they didn't mention Matt who was like apparently everyone's big confidant
0: they didn't mention Matt either
1: they could have gone you know they could have gone for eight instead of the six names yeah they also didn't mention Joe
0: you know who else they didn't mention?
1: Rhonda. 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 Yeah. And of course they didn't mention any of like the newer uh, people, but that's fine, because who gives a shit about Sam? But um but that's it. That's it. They're alive and the show is dead. Um, God, I mean you know, just sloppy, was, just sloppy was... from start to finish here.
0: Such a letdown such a letdown such a letdown
1: it's almost like, i mean okay. the only way it's not a letdown is that because it was just so in keeping with how every episode was bad this season
0: it was almost like remember when melrose place first i mean, maybe we should save, save this for next time but remember the very first episode of, of melrose place and the only thing exciting about it was that we had
1: kelly taylor from 902. Oh, yeah.
0: You know, remember, it was just kind of boring, and that's why they brought Yeah, yeah, yeah. In. yeah. It, was, it,
1: it was an uneventful first season, and it wasn't a soap then. Yeah, and that's why they brought him up And Lachner that's Lachner why they in, brought him Yeah. yeah. And,
0: and I feel like they have gone back to that, where nothing happens, but in a different way because they're kind of. As- kind of, but, like, but it's happen. like
1: you're soap, and now nothing is happening, sort yeah. of way.
0: And they're But they're trying really hard to make something happen, and it's yeah. just painful to watch.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, Ryan and Megan, we just have to assume, live happily ever after with Sarah. Fine. And Lexi is the one that, well, I like, couldn't stand her towards the end. Like, could you at least give us a sense of the direction her character is going in? You know, we get a nice little coda for Michael. Um, and Jane and Kyle, we're happy for Um, and I guess if you rooted for Amanda and Peter, I guess you're happy that they lived and didn't get arrested and can be together, but it was all, it was all forced and it was all dull in the end.
0: I mean, the only way that this could have been worse is to have like somebody wake up and be like, and it was all,
1: it was all a dream.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's kind of the only way this could have been worse.
1: I would have in a sense liked that more because it's like, Oh, they, uh, someone like really tried to do something exciting. Someone thought this like none of this even feels like one thought runs into another here. Right. So yeah. So guys, because we're so negative on this episode, that's why we want to come back again in two weeks and and do a a more fun remembrance of Melrose uh, at, at its height. Which is mostly. Um, but I did want to good. say I may talk about it a little bit more. I feel like it, we should say. They did do that reboot of Melrose Place on the CW a decade Mm -hmm. later, which was like a year or so after the 90210 reboot. But that one was pretty successful and it lasted for five or six seasons. This one lasted for one year and was canceled and I don't think anyone watched. But a couple of the things that they did was retcon what happened here. Because Amanda is still alive and is still Amanda Woodward in the real world. Um and Sydney is alive. (laughs) Only to be killed again in the pilot.
0: I mean I mean did they even say like we just faked their deaths or like no, it was just like they're just Yeah, no they
1: did because the one cast member that came back full time was Thomas Calabro. <laughs> so Michael Mancini is a, a, is back and he's married to someone else. Um but they but they and and has a grown son from some other wife that like had happened since the end of this show. Um and and Sydney was the new landlord at Melrose Place and she was carrying on with a couple of the young guys who were her tenants and she's found Sunset Boulevard style dead in the pool at the beginning of the reboot. So it's like, wait, so Sid is dead? And also Sid is actually alive all this time? And the way they explain it is like something um, unconvincing where for whatever reason, she needed to fake her death and she got Michael to help her fake her death so he knew she was really alive. So,
0: Michael and just was, like, goes around, faking everybody's doubt.
1: That's that's I basically did. what they what they did. Yeah, and um, Daphne Zuniga and Amanda and uh, Heather Locklear and Josie Bissett all came back for like guest arcs. I think Josie Bissett was only on for maybe one episode, but Amanda Woodward came back because she had a new ad agency and was like the arch rival for young, one of the young main characters on the show. Mm-hmm. So they kind of undo some of the, the big things that happened over the course of of this series. But I just, I figure like everyone else does, I just pretend that show never existed. Right. And um, uh, Jessica Simpson's sister, Ashley Simpson, was a an actress on the show. And I think they made her Sid's like illegitimate daughter that she didn't know she had or something like, it was like, it was not great.
0: Wow. Yeah, no, I missed that.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the world did. Yeah. Yeah. Um so that was uh, that, that that's what happened but I, I think I, I'd like to talk more about some of the futures that um the people involved with the series ended up having beyond the show. Yeah, cause some um, of them have real, really
0: great careers. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. They um, did. And also we can talk more about what Darren Star went on to do because yeah. that was successful too. Yeah. Um, So, you guys, uh, I look forward to being back in two weeks. Um, I'll be at a show next week. Uh, I'll be at a show a bunch of times next week, which is why we're not recording. Um, And we'll be back with the Hollywood Boulevard and uh, our our final, I guess, installment of Back on the Block next week while you guys catch your breath from the series finale. But there it is.
0: Figure out what we're going to do.
1: Yeah, we've got some planning uh, on our own.
0: Yeah. Yeah. God.
1: Um, well, cheers so to yeah, us. Hit us up if you have any final thoughts on the show. Yeah. And yeah cheers I'm, to
0: us. Cheers to us for getting. Through I'm this. raising
1: <laughs> an invisible champagne glass to you, Karen, I can't and to all of you listeners.
0: So many times we could have walked. Maybe we should have walked away, but no, we did this.
1: Yes against our sanity, we kept trucking away. We did this. We did this for you. We did. we did this for all of you. We did this for you. Um, thank you for sticking with us, or coming back to us, or tuning in and out. Whatever you did, we love it. We appreciate you, and uh, I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't say and give us a five star review on iTunes one more time. Why not? Uh, but that's it. I think we've really hit the end of the road. We hit <laughs> <at> rock bottom. <laughs> we're
0: done. We're we're rock bottom
1: so there we are uh, I don't know there's just nothing else I can think of to say about about the finale All right. so stay tuned we'll be back in two weeks with uh, one last look at uh, Melrose Place as a whole take care you guys bye